Hey guys, it's Christian. We appreciate all of our listeners that you wouldn't get it, but I'm talking to the guys right now. Here's my question. Are you a man who is still using traditional shampoo or a bar of soap to take care of your skin? If so, why? This can lead to damaged and dried out skin in the long term, and no one wants that. What you need to do is go check out Alpha Groom now. What is Alpha Groom, you may ask? It is a skincare product made for men that effectively cleanses, exfoliates, and moisturizes your skin. This simple three-step skincare product made with natural and organic ingredients will help you to combat acne and control oily skin. This product will help you to become the best version of yourself and display a confidence you didn't know you had in you. Jesse James West, the co-founder of Alpha Groom, was nice enough to offer our listeners a 10% discount by using the code PODCAST when purchasing your product. That is PODCAST in all caps. So what are you waiting for? Go to alphagroom.co and check out the skin and oil control kit now. We only have one body and one life to live, so why not look good living? We are live again with a great episode today. A lot of special things coming. It's the the quarter of a century milestone for us here, Christian. Yeah, wow. Episode twenty five, wow. available on all the normal platforms, and we had a very special guest today, Christian. Why don't you dive into uh, to who we had on? Yeah, I'm not I'm not even gonna beat around the bush here. This episode is is absolutely electric. Um, and we'll we'll break it down at the after the interview with Jesse. But we had a great interview with Jesse James West. He is a social media influencer slash fitness guru, and we were able to talk to him about. Honestly, we spanned a lot. We spanned from his journey, from where he was to where he's at now, his beliefs on lifting, work ethic, his business, just some fun stuff in there. We had a lot of fun with the conversation, and we hope you guys look forward to it. So we will kick you guys right into that now with Jesse James West, and we hope you enjoy the conversation we had with him. Jesse, we're going to start chronologically because we're professionals over here. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) So walk us through high school. You started out playing some lacrosse, right? Yeah, was quite the lacrosse player for many years. Heck yeah, good to hear. So what was the decision kind of behind your transitioning from lacrosse to you've really bought into this passion of creating content and bodybuilding there? So walk us through that that time period there, because both of us being student athletes, we know that that's, you know, that's a big commitment you work towards for a long time. And to be able to kind of push that to the side and really go after your dream that's amazing. So take us through that process. Yeah. I mean, it always was in me that I wanted to do social media and I wanted to do content creation. I love any form of like entertainment. Um, whether it was, you know, being the MC at a talent show when I was a little kid, like that, that, that like started that, like that, that that experience of having people, you know, cheer you on and and inspire people and stuff. And then, and then just moving into sports and, and, kind of taking the entertainment aspect on the field. I feel like I never played like just normal. I always played it with a little pizzazz just because it was more fun. 
And people always like, dude, you're very entertaining to watch in the field. And that kind of sparked me to be into social media a little more. And then it just kind of transcended that way and just did it more and more. Started out with just a lacrosse channel. And as that grew, and then I got into fitness and really fell in love with bodybuilding and working on myself. I really enjoy the individual aspect of sports where you can just really like hone in your craft and get really good at it. So when I could just work on myself and just focus on lifting every day and getting my calories in and then sharing that experience on the internet, especially once I got to like 16, 17, I knew I know so much. I thought I knew so much. I know a lot more now, but I knew enough to where I could help people. And I wanted to teach everyone else what I wish I knew. Cause there were so many little things that I was like, damn, I wish I knew like all these things when I first started, cause I would have had a jump start in progress, like eating more calories right away, you know, hitting doubles, not double session, hitting, hitting muscles twice a week and that sort of aspect of things. So I figured, you know, let's take it to the internet. Let's try uh, people like Christian Guzman really ex- inspired that for me. And I, and I saw that and I, I just knew it's something I wanted and, you know, I'm very grateful that it all worked out in the end and I'm here where I am. And right. If I would say if, if I wasn't an athlete to begin with, I wouldn't be in the position I am. So I always am so grateful for all the sports and stuff. No, absolutely. There's there's great takeaways from it. What was that transition like? Because for us and you know, Christian's doing his own thing now with with some modeling stuff. The the bodybuilding side of it is much different style of training than the athletic side, correct? Did you oh, what yeah. were the biggest differences there that you had to sort of shift to in order to start transforming your body into what you wanted it to be. Yeah. And that's a great point. I don't think a lot of people realize that when you train at college, when you train with high school teams, it's so different than when like, like bodybuilding because bodybuilding is all about, you know, like perfect form, hypertrophy training, 10 to 12 reps, feel the burn, get a pump. And Athlete training is completely opposite. It's literally just movements that you want to get better at that you're going to bring into like sprinting faster. That like it doesn't even matter how you look as an athlete as long as you're performing proper. And I never liked that. I hated, I'll be honest, I hated team lifts. Not that the team atmosphere was sick, but the lifts I hated just because like I don't want to do cleans. I don't care about my, like, yeah, it will help me on the field, but so will squatting 400 pounds. So why can't I just squat? But Absolutely. I guess, you know, you break it down and yeah, it does like the hit power and, you know, the explosion and everything. It definitely helps. But I always found that bodybuilding training, it really, I think putting on the size from bodybuilding helped me more than any sort of athlete training because really? it transformed my play style. I got really physical by the time I was a senior in high school and been a freshman in college where my main thing, like I'm quick, I'm not fast for long. Like I'll beat you on one step rather than beating you on 10. Right. So for me, it was like, get that one step and then, and then be able to use my body to my advantage. So if I was 160 pounds, I couldn't do that, right. you know, but I bodybuilded it up to like 190 in college, 195 and just like could bulldoze instead of, instead of anything else. And that, and that makes a huge difference. Well, it's funny you say that because you're so right about that. So recently, since I graduated in May, I've taken a lot more focus in the bodybuilding aspects of things. And I think back to when we were doing team lifts and stuff and you maybe you're trying to bench and you're just, you're getting everything into it. You got your back arched up, your legs way (laughs) up. And yeah, you're just trying to put up these huge numbers. But once you really get down to it, once you realize that the bodybuilding aspect, really getting the range of motion, stuff like that is much more useful. 
And for me also, it was just interesting because I was up, I was playing around 200, 205. And since I've been done playing, I've dropped 20 or so pounds and you see the difference. And so one thing I'd be curious to ask you, have you ever done a true bulk in that sense? And do you think it's more beneficial than just a main gaining or a clean bulk? Because you know a lot of people say like, oh, get up to whatever, put 20 yeah. pounds on of just I, going at it hard. But I used to yeah. so heavy. Like when I first when I first began my lifting career, it was a bulk just because I, I wanted any weight on my body. I was like, I'm too skinny, I'm 150 pounds. I just lost 10 pounds from the season. I'll do anything. I'm going to eat everything humanly possible. So I jumped like straight to 3,500 calories. I, honestly, that's a bulk for me right now. And I'm – 30 pounds heavier than what I was. So like that was, that was nuts. And I probably was, and I probably was underestimating eating more, but, um, and as you get like more into it, you weigh your food and all that stuff. You, you get crazy. with no. it. But <laughs> I think I, I, let's say that was my lean bulk. Cause I didn't, I didn't slap on any fat that much. Cause I already had slightly higher body fat than like what I have now. Cause I'm a lot leaner, but that was like my lean bulk up to 17, 17, about 19. I, was like heavy bulking, like 4,600 calories. Wow. An unbelievable amount of calories. I don't know how I wasn't obese, but <laughs> I knew That's I'm not hilarious. kidding. When I got to 200 pounds, I was snoring. I don't snore. And yeah. I was always so hot. It was like literally signs of like getting fat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, literally. I was like, what's going on? My, my roommate's like, dude, you snore a ton. I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know who, I don't know who's sleeping in the, in the bed across from you, but I, I then decided, you know what, screw this. I want to be leaner. I, I built so much muscle and strength. I was strong as hell when I was, when I was 200 pounds, but, mm-hmm. and as an athlete, I was with, that was my peak of lacrosse. Like I was way better at lacrosse yeah. when I was 200 pounds because I was the type of person that was very, you couldn't take the ball from me unless there was like three of you. So if I had a, if I was heavier, like, and I can get through the three, I'm fine. But, um, yeah, I think, I think dirty bulking, if you're an athlete, you know, if it's not going to slow you down and you're going to have a, a better performance, it's not a bad thing because being heavier can really benefit you. But in terms of just bodybuilding and looking good and like aesthetics, it's not necessary at all. I truly think that you can just like slightly lean bulk, you know, get stronger, just get good pumps, hypertrophy training. It just takes time. Because your body's going to respond in the first few years just to literally anything, you know? Like, now I'm at the point where I feel like I really am not growing at all. I just kind of Mm -hmm. train because I enjoy it. And if I don't train that much, I look the same. And if I train a shit ton, I look the same. So, it's like, (laughs) I'm like, so I'm not even that, now I'm probably my least strict on training than I've ever been. Just because so much content creation I work out like four days a week and then some days I film and sometimes I get a great workout while I film. And then sometimes I'm too focused on filming that I don't train hard enough or something like that. So a lot of people don't even realize that they think I'm just going crazy all the time, but sometimes I just, I get, I get really like weak workouts, you know? Well, well, and it's, it's earned. You get to that place and you can now stay there somewhat comfortably because yep. of the, the work you've put in. And that kind of brings me to the next thing I wanted to get to is the amount of work that goes into this. So a lot of people just see the side of you that's kind of on the videos, doing workouts, having fun. They think this is just super easy cruise through it (laughs) lifestyle. I know for a fact that's not true, but kind of walk us through a day there because, man, the content creation side of thing is 
an MF. Like that is no joke. Yeah. You've got to put a lot of time into it. You almost have to obsess with it at times. Yeah, I would I guess do. at least. Yeah. So I, I have a very addictive personality. I'm addicted. I got, I was addicted to bodybuilding. I would say now I just do it because it's part of my job and I, I enjoy it. But growing up, I was addicted to getting better at lacrosse and lifting. Like every, I, I don't care how tired I was. I was never missing a lift. I was never missing reps, practice, whatever. Um, like in college, I worked out like 12 times a week. In, sec- oh in like six gosh. days, I'd work. I basically double session every single day. I don't know how I didn't like die, but <laughs> I was I was just so obsessed with it. And then because that like it, when it, when I see progress for me, it's like numbers. If I see like a number go up, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, that, that's that's some good <laughs> stuff. Keep I, I just put on I put on a pound. Shit, I, I dropped yeah. a pound. Yeah, I I just yeah. gained five pounds on my bench. Oh my gosh, scored an extra goal, dude. I like love that stuff. So it just it just became this like relentless addiction. And that's why I like I have like that my relentless tattoo, and that's like my saying, stay relentless, because I think you have to just never stop. And it just kind of led me down the road of just work, 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 work. And now I'm addicted to work. I just like can't I just can't not. I'll I'll, I'll dig my the only way I'm gonna like dig myself a grave is through working too much, literally. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm a hustler, but I just do a lot. <laughs> I just I just like doing a lot. Um, when I'm not doing a lot, it gives me anxiety. So yeah. I just feel, I feel off when I'm like, if I, if I have nothing to do for a day, like I genuinely would just be depressed that day. I, I, I can't deal with it. I'd rather just, I'd rather suck it up and like not want to film and film a video than just sit there and do nothing. Cause that's honestly worse. So um, not yeah. a bad this is very, <laughs> yeah. this is very interesting to me just because I feel like I relate to that in a lot of ways. And at times I, I tell myself, you need to just, you need to chill out, man, just relax, be yeah. in the present. But I feel like I get so focused on thinking about the future and I'm not trying to make this like some philosophical talk, um, but it's interesting <laughs> that you also say that. <laughs> Why not? But so something that's interesting to me is you've got this larger than life charismatic personality when you're making these videos. Is this something that you've kind of always had or is this something you had to develop, get comfortable with being in public, being at the gyms, doing these things with everyone around you? I definitely had to get comfortable with it, but I would say even all, literally everyone I, I hang out with, they know that that's real. And like, yeah. I'm just, I'm literally just, I'm over the top. Everything I'm over the top with, whether if I like most most YouTubers are like, oh, I'm be YouTuber. I'm gonna make two videos a week. I'm like, no, I'm doing three, and they're all gonna be 20 minutes long, and they're gonna take yeah. way too long to make, but I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> and then like everything, um, it just I think that my, my personality is just do whatever whatever I am. I always I for some reason do more, or or I I if I if I'm energetic, I'm like way too energetic. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think. I think that I had to get comfortable with it as in not feel insecure for being over the top or super smiley and energetic and stuff. Now that I have a platform that allows me and they, and they follow me because of this, I have no sense of, Ooh, someone's looking at me. Like I, I like I'm dancing in the gym. Someone, someone thinks I'm weird. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't care if you want it. Like, I, I feel like I just, it made me grow up like the whole YouTube thing of just being yourself way, way quicker than, than most people. Like I know some people that are just insecure about being who they are. I'm like, dude, you just, no one actually really gives a shit. Yeah. No, one, like they don't. And if they do, they're no just, one. they're just, they literally hate on everyone. 
I, I just truly think that if you can be yourself, it's just so it's such an amazing life to live. And I think that that relatability is what has probably helped your career so much because being someone that, you know, on the side of college baseball, I worked part time as a personal trainer. Step one is just getting those people motivated in the first place to sign up when they come through the door. And your content being so relatable has helped people immensely just because they can see that and it's fun for them. It's not the, you know, you're not in the camera yelling at them, you know, pinch out another rep, get it going type of thing. It's you're having fun, but you're working hard. And that's the, that's the environment that you have to create to get these people started in the first place. And, and that's why the following has come where it's at is because of the relatability there. So all the respect. To Appreciate you that. Thank you, man. I guess working off of uh, the, the last thing we we're talking about, do you have any sorts of horror stories, awkward interview moments? Like, yeah, the, the Valentine's oh. Day. Video. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking through, like, there had to have been moments where he's going up to people and they're like, get, get out of here, man. And leave me yeah, alone. No. Like, oh, bro. All the time. <laughs> I mean, that's where you just can't. You can't get discouraged and if you do you just take a few minutes let it settle and realize it doesn't matter you know some people are just they're just kind of a-holes you know they're just gonna yeah. be that way like i'm not gonna name names but there's people that i went up to and and they're very known and i'll talk to them and and you it might be a genuine 30 seconds and then afterwards it's kind of a, a screw you and i'm like wow like i'm just trying to show love and you're kind of you're kind of stabbed me right there, like really, bro. Like I'm not gonna hate on you, but if you're gonna hate on me, you know what? So be it. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I won't. I won't. I won't ask you for another another time. I don't know. People take things either too personal or, or they just. Well, my one friend, his name's Christian. I, I have a video coming out. He's a TikToker, such an insightful, genuine guy. And he says haters are just. This is what they're made up of. The reason they're hating is because they 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 are jealous haters. This is what they're made up of. They love what you do, but they hate that it's not them. Mm. It's literally, it's like, I was like, I was like, bro, Drop that it. is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes more sense. If, if someone's really jealous about something and they're like, oh, screw this guy. Like, why is he doing this? Why is he fucking acting this way? Like, most likely they, they, they're, they're looking at what you're doing. Like, damn, like, I wish that, I wish I had that opportunity. I deserve that opportunity. Why is that not me? How come he got it? But really, and in, 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 in they don't realize, I don't know, I, I worked hard for it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe instead of hating on someone, you look at it as inspiration. Right, uh, exactly. People, I, I never can comprehend how people are haters because I'm not someone that's like that. I either am just indifferent and I'm like, oh, I don't really care or I'm supportive, you know? And some people just can't, they just can't, they just can't do that. They have to yeah. hate I'm like, dude, you're living life like it's a miserable life to live. I mean, that's evident in your you can go the YouTube comments right there and just see how many people are willing to put themselves out there and openly, like you said, hate on your content when they took the time in the first place to go to that video and watch that video. So, you know, where are they to come from and say that going off of that? This has been one that from people, you know, of your caliber have been indifferent about do you look at the comments at all are you a comments guy or do you completely disregard them don't pay attention to them first 30 minutes and then no more when i yeah. post a video or an instagram post first 30 minutes i respond to everyone okay but then after that i don't look at it because 
<clears throat> I find the first 30 minutes is everyone that's subscribed and has notifications. Maybe there's a few hate comments, but it's so flooded with love that, you know, I just um, want to be like, hey, man, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, ask them how their day is, you know, get a little conversation flowing because those are the people that are truly supporting me. So I want to give back to them and be like thanking to them. And same with DMs. I try to get to as many DMs as I can. Just quick responses. Try to get uh, just just thanking them for the opportunity. You know, like because I'm in the position I am because people support me. So and it's important to always keep that in mind because people can just be like, oh no, I like I I worked hard and I got this. But like, yeah, you work hard, you get this. But if you don't if you don't visually say thank you or, or verbally say thank you to someone. For like my career, if there's no viewers, I have no career. So without them, I don't have a career. So I'm always trying to be like thankful for it, and I am. But I think reading comments post 30 minutes is like dangerous. I've I've read them and it just it'll get to me. It doesn't matter who the hell I'm. I'm so confident in life. Like I'll I'll approach anyone, no question. I'm not nervous at all. Um, super social person can deal with that. It can deal with hate in real life very easily. But for something, some, there's something about like seeing a repetitive comment that like multiple haters just want to dig and, yeah. and it'll just screw your day up. You're like, bro, like, is that, maybe they're right. Maybe that's true. Maybe I am, maybe I am doing this too much or maybe I am saying weird things and it's like, right. do I need to stop? Do I need to change what I'm doing? But like in reality, there's a thousand love to like three hate. Like yeah. why? Mm -hmm. But the three hate, you freaking, they stand out. Yep. They get it, stuck in there. I think these people comment not thinking I'm going to see it. They're like, he's not even going to read it. I just want to hate. Like, he, he, has too many, he has too many followers to see this comment. But, like, bro, Justin Bieber sees, sees your DM. Every, <laughs> every single person reads their DM. It's like telling someone, hey, don't turn around. You're like, okay, I want to turn around. What's behind me? You know? Not, not to put Absolutely. you on the spot, but have you ever uh, had a little back and forth with one of those people, or do you completely <laughs> refrain from it? Uh, it was, it was the. I always try to kill them with kindness. Like they're That's like, a great approach, bro, bro. You're so cringy. I'm like, oh, you must have not have seen the video. Definitely check it out. It's a great one. <laughs> because like people literally, that's my number one thing. People call me cringy, but they don't realize like, okay, I get it. The thumbnail could be like somewhat cringy. I, I'm not gonna lie. But I mean, I know, I know, I know how to thumbnail things to, to bring in the most people. And then you watch the video and you're like, oh, it wasn't cringy at all. Oh, wow. But like those people that comment, oh my God, it's cringy. I'm like, you clearly didn't watch the video. As is the case usually. Bro. And that goes back to like the hating idea. Cause that is, and that's something that I think about even just watching your videos, watching other videos, this stigma that comes at these people, like the idea of cringiness it's honestly just confidence. It's the confidence that you show. Right. You don't care if it's cringe or whatever these people call it. You're just out there and you're doing your thing. And yeah. so let's, let's talk about this. Cause you went from the East coast to LA. That's a big change right there. That's a lot. That's a culture shock. Cause yeah. you know, LA can have this stigma that people are out for themselves. They're not really, they, they just want to better their own career. What has your impression been early on on that? <sighs> So it's been majority, majority of it's been great. There's been a little like, okay, this is so LA. <laughs> like people that live here and that are, that are pretty big. You're like, okay, you're literally LA definition out for yourself. Don't really care. But, but everyone, everyone in the area knows it. It's not like I'm the only person uh -huh. that realized this. It's like, 
the whole gym knows you don't go up to that person because they're they're <laughs> dick, you know. But you, it, at the end of the day, you just go find the people that are good to be around. That's why I always just try to surround myself with only good people. And I, I just I don't I don't have time for the for the BS of of drama and stuff. People try to start drama with me, and I'm like, I'm like I didn't even do anything. Why are you like? I haven't <laughs> spoke me out of this. You. I haven't even <laughs> yeah. spoke to you in like three weeks. And the last time I spoke to you, I said like, "Yo, you look great." And then now you're trying to like start beef. I don't have time for beef. Please leave me alone. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So make it known. We're making your statement right now. You're not a beef guy. You're staying out of that. You're staying yep. out of the drama. Love yeah. that. No, no intention of drama. <laughs> All right. And so you mentioned Christian Guzman earlier. Also, do you have other guys that influence you even earlier on that drew you to the fitness industry or even now or things you've learned recently since getting to LA that have really stuck out to you? Um, as far as creators that I that I either aspired to be like or watched consistently, the people that I watched consistently for years has been Christian Guzman, uh, Max Tuning. He has very, a very creative mind and he's very smart. So I always like to kind of look at I'm like, what is what is he doing and like maybe why is he doing it that way? And, and there's all there's a reason that you know everyone does everything. So it's important. I like to look at things and really analyze. I'm very analytical and I feel there isn't just one creator that I'm like, that is the reason I, I do what I do, but little bits and pieces of everything. You know, I, I think that I have a little bit of vibe of the mainstream, Logan Paul, David Dobrik. I try to bring in some of that vibe of the intensity, up pace, you know, super fun. Everyone's laughing and then bring in the fitness industry. And then bring in kind of the inner public interview prankiness all into like this one dish and mix it up. Yeah. Like I feel that creation. Exactly. I feel that there's holes to be filled in all industries. And if you can spot them and then and then shoot and, and dive into the hole, like you're probably gonna do pretty well. There was a huge hole during the quarantine of fitness content creation. There was literally none. Everyone's not posting except like Will Tennyson and like Greg Doucette. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, I, I got to hit the ground running right now. I'm going to go three posts a week, all fitness. I'm, I'm going to stop doing lacrosse stuff. I really didn't want to make lacrosse videos. And then I just went for it. And I definitely so short answer, a lot of people have inspired me. And I feel like I, I take tra- a little bit of traits of everything, but I feel like now I have a good grasp of where I want to go with my content and I can kind of take some inspiration of a little bit everyone, but just bring it in for myself now and, and kind of just go from there. Yeah. And that analytical mind I think is a good way to go about it because a lot of people get comfortable where they're at and want to just sort of ride that wave through where, like you said, there's always holes to be filled. So especially mm-hmm. in the fitness industry, recognizing what those are, and being able to go after them, that's how you take that next step and advance through those levels there. So, yeah, I mean, as with everything, you just can't get too comfortable with yep. what you're doing and always be looking for whatever the next opportunity is. And you can see when people get comfortable. It's so easy to see. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, you just look at the content. I'm like, okay, so you're not trying anymore. You don't really care about your videos. Your views are going down because of it. And... 
I don't know. I just, I hate seeing people waste opportunity, man. It, that's the one, that's why I, like my why is because I've seen so many people waste opportunity and I've always hated that. Like in sports, I hated when people were, were good enough and could be great and just didn't like give a shit. And I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. and I get it. Like you might not want to, but I hate, I hate wasted potential. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it like bothers me a lot. So I, I, I knew I had this potential to, that could be skyrocketed and I'm happy that it somewhat did up to a point. I'm not where I'm not where I want to be, but I know I'll get there. I saw so many people, they, they grow on social media and then they're like, Oh dude, we're chilling. Like we just, we just made it to the top. I'm like, dude, you don't even have a YouTube going. All you're doing is posting freaking like, like these like <laughs> sus photos. <laughs> not to be like, that. like they're just like posing in their underwear. I'm like, dude, you could be doing so much. And you're not, you could be starting a business. You could have training programs, but they're not, they just choose not to because they're too comfortable. And that's why I really like to surround myself that people that are, that are like overachievers. Cause when you're an overachiever, you're never satisfied. Yep. You're always going to be, you know, shooting for more and more and more. And I think it's an awesome journey to go on. You know, I, I think an important thing to realize is that a lot of people think that, you know, living a good life is, you know, they want to live the chill life. They want to go have fun with their friends and that's the good life. But essentially I, I, I think it's kind of the other way around where if you're busy and you're grinding and you're working for something, it's so much more, it, there's, there's so much, <clears throat> there's so much more in that aspect of life than just going out and like partying, you know? So, I mean, I know it's like, it's a big tangent, but I just think, I think life really begins yep. when you're like challenging yourself. Yes. A hundred percent. All right. We did have a couple, uh, little lighthearted questions here for you (laughs) so i know you're big on the food and you've gotten a little creative with some things before so there was one thing i wanted to ask you if you could remaster one dessert indulgence food to turn into some sort of health food whether it be you know adding the protein anabolic whatever what would you go after there tortilla chips done (laughs) tortilla (laughs) chips Mexican restaurant or authentic <laughs> fried yeah. tortilla chips. Something about their their little crack. They are so good. If they could be low oh, you oh about this. God. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you, there you <laughs> go. Oh bro. Like chips. Oh my god. And what's the first step to making that happen? I don't even know. I have no idea. It's just I great no carbs. Idea. If you figure um, that out, lock that away and get a pass well, through right away. Now now I'm like really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> And then, okay, one more for you. Uh-huh. So obviously everyone's got their kind of their music style when they're at the gym. Do you have one song or a genre? If you were to shuffle your playlist right now, what's coming up? What are you okay. bumping to? I don't know if you see that. There's a poster right there. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Falling in Reverse. That's the band. Okay. Any, literally anything Falling in Reverse, I'm, I'm freaking – and it's like, it's not even like, it's not EDM. It's, it's not, it's, it's actually like either hard rock or, uh, just straight rock and maybe like, yeah. like punk rock in a way. It's like the yeah. emo, it's the emo scene kids that would gather together and headbang. That's the shit I love. <laughs> can't go wrong with that, man. And, 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 no. and he just dropped a new song today and it's a straight banger. Okay. So what, falling in reverse, is it one falling- guy or is it? it's it's a band but essentially it's been one it's been one the the lead singer is the one guy that like okay it's like guy so are you the guy that if you're at the gym and they've got you know the tunes blaring if it's not what you're looking for 
headphones going in or are you just riding it? I, I work out a lot without headphones because I'm filming and I want to talk and it's kind of like, these are noise canceling, so I'm on off, on off. But lately I've been loving the headphone vibes and just blasting my own music. And it's great. And people, less people will come up to you and, and, and not that I'm deterring anyone to come up to me, but they're like, they don't even know who I am and they just want to like talk. But yeah, but I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm in a rush, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I have to, I got to finish my workout because like, they just want to talk. But it's not even like a quick talk. It's like, it's like 30 minutes. I'm like, bro, I'm sorry. I can't. I yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love you, but I can't. <laughs> All right. And then last thing here, and then we'll let you go your product alpha groom. Yeah. So a lot of people have dabbled with whether it's supplements, uh, skincare, whatever, making their own product. You did it. You actually went and did it. What was that process like and how hard was it to fully develop something that's, you know, going under your name and you're promoting it as your product? Because there's a level there where you want the product to be good, right? Because it, you know, it's under your image. So yeah. walk us through that process. So I worked on it with my co-founder, um, TJ Rakowski. I went to school with him. I went to Lehigh first in my first semester, and I and he was my dorm room neighbor. He was on the football team. He calls me in August, he's like, dude, congrats on the success so far. We were like, we were like become very like best friends at school. But then I then I transferred, so I didn't speak to him for a while. And um, he calls me, and he has he kind of has the idea of yo, like there's there's this hole to be filled, like like I say. In, in the skin men's skincare or, or something he's tossing different ideas and I'm like dude I think I can really get behind this because I I don't even eat, I don't eat dairy strictly because it gives me acne and I haven't eaten dairy in like six years and everyone thinks I'm crazy and I'm like nope I don't want to eat dairy I want clear skin I feel very insecure when I have acne like I'm, my, my problem spots my nose and throughout high school I didn't really know this about the whole dairy thing for at least like a year so like I'd be walking on the other side of the hallway all like covered up, hood on, just trying to, I'd be walking on the opposite side just because that the zit is on this side and the, the wall's here and I want to not be seen. And been that, there. Yeah. yeah. So it's like <laughs> super uncomfortable feeling. And I, and I figure I was like, dude, I can really get behind this. Let's just make it, let's make it awesome. Let's make it aesthetic. Let's get people behind the message and, and try to just inspire people to really start changing their life. You know, this might be the first step they take. And you know, the product's great. I use it daily. My favorite thing about it is the moisturizer literally just some nice butter on your skin beauty and you just feel great with it so like i literally i'm like i tell people like just try it just try it it's good you know and it's only gonna get better so that's, so, that's the best part so he helped you develop this product or did he kind of just spearhead part of the idea that led you to so yeah attack this opportunity so um he he i mean he had the first initial idea and i was like okay then we start spitballing ideas, names, logos. I kind of had this image in my head. I was like, I want to somehow make it really. We, we both knew we wanted masculine, and I told him I was like, we gotta go all black. Like, I don't want to make any products that aren't all black. All black, sick. And then I told him I wanted to kind of, if you look at it, to almost feel like a race car in a way. And if you look at the logo, you kind of get that from the AG. Yeah. So I was like, and as I got like, like, because like, race cars are just like masculine. They're fast. They're they're dope. And and it's just like pure speed, baby. Like, where are my oh, sunglasses? Yeah. <laughs> pure, pure, pure speed, speed. baby. Um, and, and, and then we just went back and forth, manufacturers, finding the process and lots of, lots of Zoom calls and stuff and getting the ingredients, doing a lot of ton of research. And luckily, uh, his mom, it worked, works within like uh, beauty, beauty uh, products. So she knew a lot about 
ingredients. So it was, she was able to help us. And then we kind of like developed a plan, a business plan, who we're going to reach out to. We knew I could, I had a little bit more power of getting social influencers involved and it just, I'm, I manage like more social side and brand image and, and getting influencers involved. And now he kind of manages, he managed more of the communication with, with manufacturers and getting in production and stuff. So it was really cool just to kind of go in with, they always say like, be careful going in friends and family. But I, to be honest, I only work with friends and family. I don't like yeah. working with anyone else because yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I just can't trust people. Like I've been screwed over and I'm, I'm not getting screwed over again. So I just can't trust you. Sorry. Don't, yeah. take it, don't take it personal. You know, so many people take it so freaking personal. It's ridiculous. I'm like, it's not you. Your, your work just, it doesn't work. Yeah. I can't work with your work. And you know, there's, it, you have to be cutthroat business and it, it's difficult. It's uncomfortable, but you have to. So yeah. when you're with a friend, it might be awkward the first time you're like, bro, what do you, I don't, you got to do more. You're not doing enough. You're not pulling your weight or. I need you, I need you to give me your opinion more. We got to have more calls. But like, once you get past that, it's so open because they're friends and, or your family. And it's just straight up. Yo, I, you got to call more period. Like, and I'm like, okay, done. Like, yeah. I know I'm, I'm busy, but does tomorrow at noon, at noon work? You know, like you just got to get it done. And this whole process, it took a while. And it, it, that, the last finishing like touches on everything was what took the longest. Getting it like in production and getting like ingredients approved and trying it was like a month, maybe two months. And then there was like four months of this finalizing process of, you know, uh, business licenses, LLC, all these little things. And that's where my buddy was able to like handle a lot of that because that's like stuff I have no idea how to do. And I'm, right. I'm learning, but like he had, he was able to, he had, he had the time to research and do all that um, during like winter break and that helped a ton, but yeah, really grateful for him and, and, you know, the ideas that he brought to me and then we're just bringing it to life and we're going to build it. My goal is to build it bigger than me. I want people to be like, Oh, alpha group. And then know that it's mine. I don't want them to only know it because of me. Right. So now we got to branch out, get the name out, you know, and which is awesome. And again, I wish I could say it a hundred times over, but this idea that that content creators live this simple, easy 50 minute workday life is so far from the truth there. And just for you to speak on how dynamic you have to be, you know, you kind of have to be a master of all crafts, really. You got to know some stuff on the business side, the editing side, the media side. There's so many different, you know, aspects within the game that you have to understand. So Thank you for shining some light on that because mm. that is one of the Thank biggest misconceptions I think that that is out there right now with that side of of media. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, Jesse James West, we'll let you go, man. But hey, congratulations! You're gonna be at 300,000 subscribers here pretty soon. By the time this yeah. episode comes out, um, but this <laughs> think, is this is like awesome. Crazy. Yeah, this, Thank you, guys. I really awesome. appreciate this. Oh, no problem. Absolutely. Thank you, man. It was it was great to talk to you and and best of luck with everything. I think yeah. that opportunistic mindset is going to take you a long way and and hopefully some other people can learn from it as well. So, oh yeah. Thank you, bro. Awesome. Appreciate you, boys. Right, that was legitness. righty. And that wraps up our episode there. Very special episode, great episode. I mean, speaking on his behalf here, that guy has just a crazy work ethic. And it's really special to talk to someone like that who 
like I said a, a bit in the episode, has that opportunistic mindset to where he just really looks for anything he can find to pursue and put his his passion towards. And it's paid off for him, man. That's that's why he's in the position he's in. And it's just cool to have those conversations. And it, it was super cool of him to come on and give us this time to talk with him. That alone, just to help us build the podcast up a little bit and also to have him talk about his product and building into the business side of things that he wasn't really accustomed to. That was super interesting. So he really is, he's not a one trick pony. He's got a lot going on and that's how he likes it. He likes to stay busy on that end of things. And I would absolutely recommend, I know I'm going to trying out his product alpha groom again, like he said, it's, it's an industry that is not really tapped into right now. You know, there's very little on there. He focuses a lot on, like he said, the the masculine side of skincare. And, you know, he sprouted that idea with a buddy of his and just blew it up. And that's that's awesome to see. And again, just the the type of character he is. And and as you said, Christian, it was just very cool of him to come on. He's a super genuine dude. You know, we talked to him a little bit before and after the episode. He's just a great guy. He's willing to talk. He's willing to share his experiences. And, you know, he's here to help people out that that have him in, in their best interests as well. It was a, a cool, like, mutual experience where, you know, going into something like this, you don't know exactly what you're going to get when you haven't met these people in person. But, man, I, I can't speak enough to how just great of a dude he was. And, and I will say this. I am supremely impressed with you for going through a whole interview with a, a workout guru pretending like you care about fitness or working out at all. We know you sit on your lazy butt every day doing absolutely nothing, staring at the wall or something, mm. and that's just how it is. I'm sorry, but I just want to say I, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed that you were able to pull that off. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? And and the, the, the Barzy rating was coming up. It was coming up. <laughs> it was going to be good. It really was. You had it. You well, were cruising along. You know, I I was expecting a little bit of nerves, maybe some shaking. You might have cried a little oh, bit, but you held it cold. together. You held it together, and then you just threw that absolute nonsense BS there at the end. Come on, man. You're, you're talking to a former part-time personal trainer here. I am fitness, all right? You, you're on the, the other hand, there's the reason they call you Cheeks Chubbs Barzy, man. Because you sit on your can all day and you don't do anything. No, in all reality, Barzy oh, and I man. both have a, a passion for fitness. Barzy now doing it on the end of, you know, helping with his career and in, in modeling and acting. I'm obviously still playing, so have to stay involved on that end. Um, and the guy knows what he's talking about in that regard. So that was cool to hear that. Barzy rating of the day, that little side swipe at the end there is going to knock you down to an 8-1. You were going to be in the nines. Oh. You, you hurt yourself there. Um, but I thank you guys. To get that in. Yeah, well, that's on you. So <laughs> thank you guys again for tuning into the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, thank you again to Jesse for coming on. That was That was awesome. And again, it'll be available on all of the normal platforms. Give it a listen. We'll throw up some clips later this week. Barzy, take us out. Yeah, yeah. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, if you're into that. You can follow our YouTube channel, our Twitter, at 
YWGI pod or you wouldn't get it, however you want to look it up. But uh, yeah, guys, we hope you enjoyed the episode, the interview with Jesse. Big episode 25. We're moving on up to bigger and better things. And we will see you guys next week. Take care. Hey, guys, it's Christian. We appreciate all of our listeners that you wouldn't get it. But I'm talking to the guys right now. Here's my question. Are you a man who is still using traditional shampoo or a bar of soap to take care of your skin? If so, why? This can lead to damaged and dried out skin in the long term, and no one wants that. What you need to do is go check out Alpha Groom now. What is Alpha Groom, you may ask? It is a skincare product made for men that effectively cleanses, exfoliates, and moisturizes your skin. This simple three-step skincare product made with natural and organic ingredients will help you to combat acne and control oily skin. This product will help you to become the best version of yourself and display a confidence you didn't know you had in you. Jesse James West, the co-founder of Alpha Groom, was nice enough to offer our listeners a 10% discount by using the code PODCAST when purchasing your product. That is PODCAST in all caps. So what are you waiting for? Go to alphagroom.co and check out the skin and oil control kit now. We only have one body and one life to live, so why not look good living?